This is family home evening with bad Mormons. Except for we're kind of cheating because it's not evening and it's the middle of the day and we should have already released this <laughs> eight hours ago. Listen, we were at a wedding this weekend and I was too hungover to move yesterday. Yeah, we drank a lot. Well, it was an open bar. It was... And it was a beautiful it was wedding. It was a beautiful wedding, and we were having so much fun, and the shots kept coming. <laughs> Joey. Yeah, I blame Joey for this. <laughs> Forgot to blame him. Anyways, uh, congratulations to our friends on their beautiful wedding. Thanks for getting us fucking wasted. Right? And thanks for having such a good time. <laughs> I feel like we're just pushing the limits to this podcast like before it used to be. We have to get it done on Tuesday so we have time to edit and put everything together, and then... <laughs> The time goes on, and now it's Saturday. We can do it Saturday. It gives us all day Sunday to edit it. Fuck it. Let's just record it Sunday. It'll be fine. At 8 (laughs) p.m. Last night, we were literally on the couch at 10.30 watching Stranger Things, which we'll get into, and it was like, should we record a podcast? I can't. I'm too hungover. I can't I was like, I can't. There's no way I'm going to be able to drink, and... I just can't even pretend like I'm drunk. Like I'm going to do right now. I'm totally <laughs> drunk right now, guys. Let's, pre- let's repent. I'm repenting right now. It turns out when you hit a certain age, you can't drink like you used to. <laughs> and I don't know what the answer is. Is it drink a glass of water for every drink you have? No one's going to do that. I'm so full. Do you count how many drinks you have? You pay, then you get drunk and you forget which amount you're well, on. That's why I used to just bring a bottle of wine to a party and be like, hey, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm not sharing my wine with anybody so I know exactly how many glasses of wine I've had because I can have exactly one bottle. <laughs> Anything more than that one bottle, I'm in trouble. That's smart, but I don't know if I could walk into a party and announce that this is my bottle and no one could touch it. I don't actually do that, but if someone's like, hey, can I have some of your wine? I'm like, no. <laughs> Keep it in your purse and go to the bathroom and refill your glass. Or you just buy such a terrible bottle of wine that nobody wants to drink Ooh, it. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, um, I know you're not drinking, but I've got a little Bailey's in my coffee this morning, so cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers me with your water. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a Dasani. Uh, and also, shout out to our patrons. Hey, patrons. Thank you guys so much. As This week, as every week, we really appreciate you. Our past patrons, our current patrons, and our future patrons. Yeah. How about that? Love it. Okay. I've got to repent. Well, we repented for, you know, being old. Obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> but so last week, we, when we were talking and we were sharing with Erica the video, I was like, this is the video we watched in church. Uh, I was very quickly corrected on the internet, which it was, apparently it was an anti-Mormon project called The Godmakers. Oh. So I've I've done a little bit of research into that, but I swear to you, I saw that, I don't know where else I would have seen it, but in church. Right. And the stories that they're telling, which is from an anti-Mormon perspective, are the same stories that the (laughs) The Mormons Mormons are telling you. Right. So I think maybe the church is not dumb enough to put it so blatantly. Well, I mean, no, but I mean, I saw that video. Like, I, I okay, saw the somebody at church video. saw it like, oh, it's a Mormon thing. Exactly. And, and shared it inappropriately. <laughs> yeah. I love As it. As somebody on the internet said to me, they, maybe they were going off book. Right. <laughs> off lesson plan. Uh, and to be honest, I was so young. Maybe I didn't see it in church. So let's just, you know, it's not a guaranteed point of certainty, but I can't imagine where else I would have seen something like that. That's so interesting. Totally. I didn't know. Th- I mean, I kind of love it now. I'm like, oh, that's kind of rad. Yeah. Because it is just so appalling. Right. Well, so listen to this. 
Uh, this is what we're going to do for Mormon Corner this week. So I looked at the Wikipedia page of The Godmakers, and I really want to find this whole movie because it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to read you some things off of here. So The Godmakers is a book and film highlighting the inner workings and perceived negative aspects of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jesus, they don't, they don't, uh, you know, they hyperlink everything in Wikipedia, yeah. so it doesn't say Mormons anymore. It's got to be the whole TCJCLDS. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this was made by uh, Ed Decker and Dave Hunt. They co-authored the book and the film. Jeremiah Films produced the film in 1982, so everything's tracking. Right. Uh, expressing a highly critical view of the LDS Church, its practices, and its teachings, the film purports to be an expose of the Church's secrets and has occasioned controversy among Church members and non-members since its release, provoking passionate debates about its veracity and message. Two years after the release of the film, a book was published in 1984. So there's a lot of stuff in here. Um, I'm just going to read you kind of the overview and a couple of things that I thought were pretty interesting. So, uh, The Godmakers was first shown to a group of 4,000 evangelical Christians uh, on December 31st, 1982 um, at a church in California. So, it's basically like the Christians against the Mormons is (laughs) kind of what was happening, right? Um, The film depicts a meeting between Ed Decker and Dick Bear with two actors who portray Los Angeles attorneys. The film states that Decker and Bear are there to consult with the Los Angeles-based law firm about filing a class action lawsuit against the LDS church. (laughs) Decker states that the church is a massive multi-billion dollar corporation which shatters the lives of families, has ties into Satanism and the occult, (laughs) Uh, and much of the dialogue that occurs between the actors and these two guys um, is kind of like a fake uh, interview, and then they do segments interspersed with these clips. Okay. So I really want to find this. Right. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to watch. Uh, so let's Which see pro- here. Is it, on, is it in its entirety on YouTube? It must be. I haven't really looked for okay. it. Okay. But, but that'll be our project for this week. So um, Dr. Harold Goldman, who is introduced as a Brigham Young University professor, a former Latter-day Saint bishop, and a current mission president, provides quotes at various points throughout the film. Goodman states that the church is very family-centered and notes the importance of the temple attendance to church members. Uh, The film narrator adds that the temple is used for only secret ceremonies, which are reserved for an elite few, which is true, Uh, and the temple attendance is required in order that a, quote, worthy Mormon can become a god himself in the life hereafter, ruling over his own planet with a number of goddess wives, end quote. So, okay, that tracks. Uh, Moving on to the many gods part. Bear states that members of the LDS Church believe that there are billions of these highly evolved humanoids in space ruling their own planets. Uh, A woman who's interviewed who said that her goal as a church member was to be eternally pregnant Oh, God, that sounds fucking horrible. I know, I know. Um, Eternally pregnant? I'd rather be dead. (laughs) One of the actors slash lawyers states that he finds it difficult to believe that the church members who are attorneys and judges that he associates with expect to become, quote, infinite gods and populate the planets through, quote, celestial sex with their, quote, goddess wives. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He further states that he would be embarrassed to ask them about this. Uh, they're all embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so then the animated the segment. So this is what we posted the, the little clip of. So Decker and Bear run an animated film which utilizes teachings from the Mormon prophets, including Joseph Smith's 1984 
1844 sorry sermon uh King Follett Discourse, Follet, I don't know if that's a French word or not. Um, anyway, to illustrate the differences between Mormonism and Christianity, the animation depicts God the Father living on a planet called Kolob with his many identical blonde goddess wives <laughs> who are taking care of their spirit children produced through endless celestial sex. This is all tracking so far. Uh, a plan is presented to create and populate the earth and all the spirits in attendance vote on the matter one-third of the spirits follow Lucifer's plan and are denied physical bodies. Those that are neutral are born with black skin. Those who are valiant were to be lighter-skinned and born into Mormon families on planet Earth. The narrator refers to statements made by LDS prophet Brigham Young, teaching that thousands of years later, God the Father journeyed from a planet nearest to Kolob to have sex with the Virgin Mary in order to provide Jesus with a physical body. It also <laughs> states... Wait, they had sex? I... It says Virgin Mary right here. Well, no, I'm just like, I just thought she was just magically pregnant. That's what I'm saying. Virgin Mary. Right. There's no sex in virginity. Oh, got it. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Sorry, I'm tired. (laughs) Uh, It's also stated that LDS prophets have taught the Mormon Jesus had a number of children through multiple wives. Uh, The narrator states that Joseph Smith Jr. claimed to be a direct descendant of Jesus Christ. Anyways, there's so much good stuff in here. Uh... I want to read you this one part about the occult, which I thought was pretty funny. By funny, I mean tragic. (laughs) (laughs) So Bear states that Joseph Smith was arrested and convicted for pretending to be a buried treasure. Sorry, for pretending to find buried treasure using a seer stone. Also tracks. Uh, Decker produces what he refers to as a satanic Bible in which the word Momo is said to represent the king of the ghouls and whose followers are called Mormons. Bear also claims that in Chinese, the word Mormon means gates of hell. I don't know about that. Right. Uh, the term Mormon is a nickname given to the Latter-day Saint community based on the name of the central spiritual text of the religion, the Book of Mormon. Uh, the phrase is used in the LDS Church's I'm a Mormon campaign to describe the church's members. Some members of the LDS Church only refer to them now as Latter-day Saints. Anyway, ton of ton of information in there. <laughs> and I really, really can't wait to find that film because how fun would that be to watch? Right? I'm into it. So anyways, that's Mormon Corner. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that video because it's, again, just appalling. <laughs> just yeah. appalling. Yeah, and just like all the things that are laid out, the way that they're laid out, it's like that's the same stuff we're taught. It's just from a different, I guess, tone. Right. But it's yeah. the exact same shit. Right. Except for the occult stuff. I never knew about that. Which, to be fair, how much do we don't know about things? Well, yeah, I mean, we never knew that Joseph Smith was like a treasure hunter and a, we kind of always heard he was like a carny or a con right. man. Or at least we heard that, but... Right, right, right. No, not in church. Right, of course not. The pirate maps, the Captain Kidd stories, like all that stuff. Right. All the stuff from the CES letter. Have you read the CES letter? No, I haven't. It's actually pretty, um... Yeah, it's kind of dry at the beginning, but it's pretty good. Is that the guy who who did all the, um, the bombing stuff? Or is that something else? No, no, no. This is, um, it's the... CES is... Oh, I forget what it stands for, but it's... Um, it's basically just a, it, it debunks all the teachings of the church and says, and he, that's where I heard about the Captain Kid pirate stories oh, okay. and the, you know, and they're saying like, this is, this is what they're saying, what happened. This is what's historically accurate. Why are you saying and teaching us this when 
that couldn't possibly have existed because of this. And it's right. just, it's very just factually laid out and it's all, there's no, there's no tone to it. There's no anger to it. It's just like this. No opinions. Yeah. This timeline can't possibly be because of this historically proven reason. Right. You know, unless you're one of those people that's like, well, dinosaurs lived 500 years ago or whatever, right. you know, birds don't exist or whatever bullshit. I think I was thinking of the salamander letter. Oh yeah, that was Mark Hoffman. Mark Hoffman. Yeah, Dad's a home visiting teacher? Yeah. Home, a home visiting. I kept saying family home evening teacher, but that's not a thing. Yeah. A oh. Home teacher. Home teacher. That's right. And I've been telling my story a lot to some new clients who are like, or actually old clients of mine that are like, I had no idea. Because they're like, wait, you you have that many, fi- like you have nine siblings? I was like, well, there's nine of us kids, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, my mom, luckily she never got married, or she never had uh, kids with the polygamist. She's like, wait, your mom was married to a polygamist? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Okay, well, I've got stories for you then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, home teaching. Home, home teachers is when you, uh, I, I don't know if it always happens on family home evening night. I don't think it does. Because that's only your family. Uh-huh. But it's where you are partnered up with another member of the church. Only the men, the priesthood holders. Mm, you know what? Actually, I strike that. Take that back. I think women do it too. Uh, but then you go to homes in the ward in your in your church and you deliver some sort of lesson from the right. church to another family. Interesting. So yeah, our father was paired with uh, Mark, Mark Hoffman. Who's a murderer. Who's a murderer who faked, who forged all those documents. Uh, he also defrauded the government. I think he yeah. said that he had found the first Bill of Rights or something like right. that. And he was a master forger. Because he was a master. He was very good. He, he knew, the, you know, like he burnt paper and used it as the ink. He just did everything right. So when they tested the acid or whatever it is that they do to test things to see if how old they are or whatever, it checked out and he got paid a lot of money. Yeah, a um, lot of money. One of my other clients, one of her good friends is his wife. They're not divorced. Oh, but, right. I yeah. remember you saying that. And I was just like, oh, oh wow, small world. No kidding. <laughs> anyway, so more to come on this, uh, Godmakers. Thank you, Internet, for correcting me and uh, opening this whole new door into some fun Mormon content. Yes. <laughs> well, I was going to say, that leads us right into cool shit. Might as well keep talking about Under the Banner of Heaven, because that just got even better. Like, Wait, am I out? Am I missing an episode? I haven't. And I think we watched the... Episode five. We're still one episode behind. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah. I don't think we've recorded a podcast since episode five. That's true. And I knew from on the ex-Mormon pa- Facebook group pages, they're like, oh, uh, warning, episode five has serious trigger warnings if, if you know, because a lot of people in this church have been molested by people. Yep. Or, and yeah, it's just like, oh, gross. But yeah. Yeah, they're starting to get more into the polygamy aspect. Um, and the, for those who don't know, our mother was married to the... That father of La- La- Dan Lafferty, or was it Dan that killed him? Yeah, it was Dan and Ron Lafferty that killed them, and and she wasn't. I don't know if she was actually married to them, but that was the first polygamous family we lived with. Oh, okay. In uh, Le- Lehigh or Nephi, Utah. Okay. Lehigh, Utah. I thought she was married to three different ones. Well, but we I lived guess... with three different families. She <sighs> might have been married to them. I don't. She would never tell me any of that stuff. Right. But yeah, that was the first family was Ron and Dan's father. Right. That we lived with. Actually, it makes more sense that she wouldn't be, and this is all in air quotes, so you can't see it, married to them because they're supposed to take that shit seriously. So Mm -hmm. I don't think they would go through with the ceremony if it wasn't right. So I think they were just trying to figure out where to put her. But anyways, fucking weird. Yeah, and the Lafferty's were the ones that approached her friend, Jamie, and that's how mom was introduced to them. 
And so they kind of, you know, we always like laugh and joke now because we're, you know, middle-aged that you know mom stole us and kidnapped us and ran off in the middle of the night that's actually true she did that and our father was you know horrified and depressed and freaking out and looking for his kids had no idea where we were meanwhile she's with the lafferty's you know hiding out like i remember i was talking to casey our brother casey about it and he was saying like yeah i couldn't go i wasn't allowed to go up to the fence to like talk to the boy, the other little boy who lived across the, in the next yard over, like we would go to the fence and talk to each other because we were about the same age. And I got screamed at that nobody could see us, you know, and our car was hiding in a junk impound lot and we had to stay inside. And yeah, it was fucking weird. Yeah. So it was like, I was like, I don't remember I was two, but my sister was 10. So she remembers more of it than I do. Yeah. That was the Lafferty's fucked fucking (laughs) small world. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, anyways, Under the Banner of Heaven, if you haven't watched it yet, check it out. It's on Hulu. It's it was a great. slow start, but uh, I'm really getting into it's, it. it. It's starting to pick up. I was mm-hmm. going to say, the same could be said about Stranger Things season four, three? I don't even know where we're at. Um, it's funny that you put that under cool shit, because I put that under this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, you stopped watching, and I continued to watch. Did I miss anything good? Yeah, it starts getting, it had, oh. it had to do a lot of setup set up with the first two to three episodes and now I think I was four episodes in and it got a little don't get me wrong it's still pretty slow it's got three different storylines so it's kind of like what fuck just get it just I'm bored with half of it yeah but but it is starting to now okay get together so. uh, yeah I did go to I did go bounce out after one and a half I was like this is not I don't this is not the season one I want my season well, listen, one stranger things have back season one again that's that's over yeah fair uh, have you heard anything about the new Top Gun? I've only heard that it's rad. <laughs> I read something on Twitter, which that you, when I was laughing earlier, I was like, oh, I'm going to save it for the podcast. <laughs> but I read a review of uh, on Twitter. It says Top Gun 2. I, I don't know if this is a spoiler alert or not, but just in case, because I haven't seen it either. It says uh, Top Gun 2 is basically Dead Poet Society with fighter jets. <laughs> <laughs> and then they give a... A review of Dead Poet Society or a synopsis of Dead Poet Society that says, When an esteemed alum returns to teach at his alma mater, his unconventional style runs afoul of the administration, threatening the lives of his pupils, but ultimately transforming his young students forever. Well, duh. Actually, that might be Top Gun. I just assumed it was (laughs) Dead Poet Society, but it turns out I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I would say... I I think that tracks for what the previews are is pretty much to bring back, you know... Iceman's out, so they got to bring the next best teacher in. Blah, yeah, blah. totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, I was promised a steak dinner in Top Gun when it re- got released, but... Ooh, someone's in trouble. Someone's in trouble. Um, I have one other thing for cool shit. Uh, I, I was reading... Um, I forgot what I was reading, but uh, I was reminded how much I loved Brene Brown's podcast because right. it's like we're always kind of focusing on... Horrible shit. Like, we've been paying a lot of attention to politics since Trump got put in office. Well, even before that. Right. You know, it's just like we're always, like, just finding, like, the the latest Marjorie Taylor Greene fucking 
rant or, you know, whatever. Anyways, there's a lot of like negative stuff happening. And so I really like to try to balance that out with kind of positive stuff. Yeah. And I think you, if you haven't heard Brene Brown yet, I think you would really like her. I, I've heard people talk about her a lot and I, I read her quotes. So yeah. But podcast. Yeah. The one that I, that I just listened to was on, um, she did an interview with Ben Wisner, who's like an ACLU lawyer. Okay. And uh, it was on kind of like free speech, misinformation and the case of nuance and like censorship. Okay. Uh, so that was pretty, um, it was a pretty interesting, I think it was a two part episode, but she does all kinds of stuff like, you know, how to set goals and how to like better yourself and how to be the, the stuff that really drives me crazy, like emotional vulnerability and all those kind of things that like, I, I really fucking hate. Right. <laughs> but right, are right. supposed to be like necessary for your like growth. Right. No, that's, um, that's a uh, kind of, I went to this uh, conference in 2020 before everything got shut down and it was it was a four hundred dollar conference or five hundred dollar conference, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but the person who puts it together always puts on the most amazing things. So I'm just gonna go on a leap of faith. And when I got there, it seemed very much like a self help weekend, and I was like, oh son of a fucking bitch, <laughs> um, <laughs> what a waste. But by the end, I was like, I really needed this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's all the stuff that I'm like, I don't need that. Yes, I do. Yeah, I think I listened to one of her episodes on goal setting, and I think that's going to be my first goal because I'm not really into goal setting. Uh, but I think just carving aside like an hour a week to like listen to a podcast like that that's helpful and right. beneficial and, you know, can help you grow, I think I, is a good you place have your, to start. your commute. So it's like, I, w- I wish I had a commute so I could listen to podcasts and think, it, like, I have a few, like, um, Again, because mine's focused around hair. I my hairstylist podcast. It's every week. She has a new one, and I never listen to it because I just I mean, when I'm either at work or I'm watching TV. But like, I have a five minute commute to work. So yeah. Like, well, if I didn't, if I wasn't forced to get up, I certainly would not get up early enough to make that commute. So you could just, if that was the goal you wanted to set, you'd be like, I'm gonna pretend I have a commute, and I'm gonna wake up thirty minutes earlier than I usually do. But I love do sleeping. It. I do too, girl. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> If it was easy, it wouldn't be called a goal. Fair. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, I have a big long list of this motherfucker. I've got some things to interject. I'm sure you'll hit on something I can have commentary towards. <laughs> I've, ca- I've crossed off Stranger Things because I was too soon on that. Right. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, God damn it. Should we give that a couple more episodes You know, too? we're going to have to, but it doesn't mean that the acting of the main bad guy is going to get any better. Like seriously, if your acting is so bad that you're taking me out of the story, how did this get past like per, like I don't know, producers or whoever the fuck's in charge of fucking True. casting. True. Like the thing that got me about it was uh the, the in the very first like big fight scene confrontation or whatever, it was like this big dramatic thing and it was, you know, wasn't bad wasn't great wasn't bad right you had me and then the way the guy escapes is basically like throwing a curtain in front of these like grand inquisitor jedi hunters right. so that you know it's like knocking a trash can over in front of them essentially right. <laughs> but it's a curtain <laughs> it's like right. are you fucking kidding me what the fuck and then that just sort of set the whole tone for me for right. the two episodes <laughs> no i agree yeah um, uh so that we might need to give that a couple more right i just i i, I hope it gets better because Fuck that. It's pretty, it's been pretty terrible the first two episodes, I'm not going to lie. I mean, Ewan McGregor does so good. Like, Ewan McGregor, you know, veteran actor, he's actually great. Yeah. But, um, you know, the 
fucking little Leah character, Leia. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's pretty. She's just not great. And I get it. She's a child, but like a princess and a princess and and just smart aleck kids are just <laughs> annoying in general. But she also and I know this is not something that's probably good to make fun of. But she runs like an idiot, and I can't stand it. And there's so much running scenes with her. And, yeah, the whole grown men chasing her and, like... <laughs> can't catch her. Can't catch her. Like, oh, no, there's a tree in my way. Yeah. Oh, this branch <laughs> went in front of my eyes. Right. I'll never catch up to this kid now. <laughs> it's bad. That's we have... Really we have... Bad. We have concerns. <laughs> of course, but we're going to keep watching it. I will it keep watching it. Because it's the Kenobi story, and it's got so much goddamn potential. Right? I don't know if we... Do we ever... Jumping back to cool shit real quick. Did we ever talk about the Moon Man? <laughs> <laughs> moon Knight, Charlotte. Okay. The Moon Hunter? <laughs> well, can, let's save that for the next okay. one. <laughs> Write it down in your notes that you keep. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wanted to read you this other thing, too. That just It's the first thing I looked at when I picked up my phone and got on Twitter today. And it says, it's from this Twitter account that I love called Fuck You, I Quit. Yes. So a lot of it's made up, I'm sure. But this one is a picture. So, you so you know, it's got the logo and everything on it. So I think it's real. It's got some redacted information, which also makes me think it's real. Right. Um, and it says, I asked where the screws were and an employee handed me this thing. And the paper says, thank you for asking a Home Depot employee a question. Every employee at the redacted branch of Home Depot has taken a religious vow of silence. We ask that you please respect that. If you need a question answered, they are more than happy to answer. Sorry, they are more than happy to answer by flickering the bulb. Please see the key provided. <laughs> Thank you for respecting our wishes to enter the kingdom of God. Three exclamation points. Your local redacted Home Depot team. A key for the bulb. Uh, one light bulb flash is aisle one. Two light bulb flashes is aisle two. Uh, three light bulb flashes is I'm hungry. <laughs> Four light bulb flashes <laughs> fuck is behind you. Uh, anyway, I was why wouldn't like, they just walk them to where they needed to go? <laughs> well, I don't. Maybe it's not real. <laughs> I mean, I kind of hope it is real because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, the I'm hungry thing. Yeah, I didn't read that far down. <laughs> but I was like, it's got redacted shit. Anyways, uh, I hope it's real. It's funny anyways. <laughs> and it's not that hard to steal a logo. I do it for my own company all the time and make graphics and things I'm not right. allowed to do. Anyways, I thought that was funny. And then I also, I, I think I showed this to you last night, the latest from Mudbutt Turd Girl. Oh, yeah. Her, God, she did a little so press stupid. conference. <laughs> she was talking about how... You can't eat cheeseburgers, and if you eat the cheeseburger, it'll give you a little zap. Because right. the government knows what you're eating. Yeah. And they want you to eat only Bill Gates's fake meat grown in a peach, peach tree dish. <laughs> a peach tree dish. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. And everyone's like, did girls just say peach tree dish? She did. Oh, she's so stupid. I swear she's being stupid on purpose so she stays in headlines because... I just don't understand. The Gazpacho police with their peach tree dishes <laughs> right. coming around to try to zap you when you eat a cheeseburger. Uh, I don't know. God, she's so stupid. Yeah, she's really stupid. Anyway, so I've obviously retweeted that 
I'm sure, I haven't been on Twitter much yet today, but I'm sure the whole world is going crazy over that one because it's just so... So dumb. So dumb. Well, everything she does is fucking stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually maybe going to kind of miss her. I'm not <laughs> at all. Kind of like I don't... I was thinking, like, who... Like, all these horrible politicians who just, like, how are they still in office? You know, people keep voting them in. And I'm like, has any of, like, the horrible ones left already? I'm like, well, Paul Ryan's gone. He was fucking awful. Yeah. But Madison was, Cawthorn. Yeah, he'll, he's, you know, will be gone soon. She'll um, be gone too. Right. Or Bobert will be gone. Well, actually, I'm not 100% positive oh, she'll be gone, but. She sh- I don't see how they, 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 I, I mean, this whole country's fucking retarded. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> I, I can't edit this. <laughs> <laughs> can't say the R word, Charlotte. What year is this? Listen, I don't use it often. <laughs> It's like using the cunt word. <laughs> I use, and again, it's an insult to people with disabilities. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, like, these people who are so stupid is an insult to people with disabilities. So you're right, I take it back. Okay, let's think of a different way to phrase that for, for next time you can repent. Write it down. I just am so mad, <laughs> and it's just the most, it's a hurtful word, and I'm using it to be hurtful, so I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, fuck those fucks. <laughs> fuck them all. Well, there's a whole gun thing. So I was watching oh, yeah. a, um, I was watching, of course, Ted Cruz, Greg Abbott. I know Greg Abbott decided not to go to the NRA thing in Texas, what, three days after the shooting of mm-hmm. 19 children? Mm-hmm. Was it? At an elementary school. An elementary school with an 18-year-old who legally purchased an AR-15. Two AR-15s. Two of them. So Greg Abbott decided not to go, but he would still phone in with a video conference. But Trump was there and named off the names of all the children and then did a little dance. Yeah, that's on video. Oh, my God. Um, like, he said the names, and then when he walked away, there was music playing, like, I don't know, We Are Family or something something stupid. And he just, you know, did one of his little butt shakes. And it's just like, wow, fucking tone death. Wow. And, like, you're just a goddamn monster. And then, of course, Ted Cruz was there, and somebody was asking, like, how is this okay why you guys aren't doing it? He's like, you know, pretty much saying America's the safest place to be living and just totally tried to gaslight mm-hmm. this reporter who was asking legitimate questions. I saw that one. Right? And it's just, God, he's just such a piece of shit. And then their whole thing now, you know, because it used to be you need a good guy with a gun to stop a bad guy with a gun, which is what they're also trying to keep saying. But there were armed police officers outside who would not go in because there was an AR-15 and they didn't want to get shot. Yeah, not only were they not going in, they were handcuffing and tasing the parents of the children who were being murdered outside of the school because they were basically being physical with them, trying to get them to go in and right. do something. They were handcuffing and Doing tasing their fucking job. the parents of right. the kids. I'm not at all fucking surprised. No, I'm not either. Um, but now they're trying to say, oh, it's not a gun problem, it's a mental health problem. So they're even going as far as mental health. But they're not going to give any of us universal health care to, you know, address mental health or any sort of health for that matter. And um, in April, last month, Greg Abbott slashed one, was it, Either a hundred, oh shoot, I should probably look. But it was um, a shit, yeah, uh, $211 million from the Department of Mental Health last oh. month. Wow. Right. So it's like, oh, you know, you'll do a better job with mental health. Yet in April, he slashed two, $211 million from the department that oversees mental health programs. 
Yeah. yeah. So fuck you, Greg Abbott. Fuck you, Greg Abbott. God, wouldn't it be great if Beto won? Oh my God. So I love that he went in and interrupted their press conference, but they were more angry with him for interrupting their press conference than they were with the fucking shooters who are killing children. I know. It's crazy. He he. It's a really long shot for him to win, unfortunately, but it's not impossible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't know how he win. didn't beat fucking Ted Cruz. I'd just beyond mortified i know i know let's here listen let's do this let's shake it off let's take a break hear a word from our sponsors and then we'll come back and tell a funny story that we've tried to tell a few times that for some reason has never made the final cut (laughs) (laughs) it happens to all of us ulcerative colitis flare-ups, lactose intolerant because you just can't tolerate life without milkshakes. Maybe we partook in too much Maker's Mark last night. Perhaps it's just one too many cans of Prophet Tyson's potted meat. The nausea, bloating, cramping, that scary, urgent butthole pucker when you think you're just about to blow. Diarrhea can interfere with life and steal precious moments from you. Until now, there were few options for dealing with the green apple splatters. You shouldn't have to take those risky, over-the-counter medications. The doctor's office? Forget that. They'll just try to give you a China flu injection. And eating a block of cheese is so back when my dad served in the Vietnam War. Now there's Kaka Cup. The Kaka Cup is a soft, funnel-shaped cup made of comfortable silicone that slides easily into the turd tunnel. Once in place, the Kaka Cup will collect your butt mud and keep you from having to make all those annoying and embarrassing trips to the crap factory. For extreme cases of thunder from down under, the Kaka Cup has a discreet tube that connects to a collection component that is housed in an always fashionable, comfortable-fitting fanny pack. Show Montezuma that his revenge ain't got shit on your dreams, and give Kaka Cup a try today. Kaka Cup is brought to you by your friends at Temple Twat. Oh, look, another hole to keep holy. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons listeners get 20% off your first purchase of Kaka Cup. Just use the promo code Relief Society at checkout. That's promo code Relief Society at checkout for 20% off your first purchase of Kaka Cup. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. Whatever it is we played for you. (laughs) Okay, we keep this list, this running list of stories, and every time I remember a new one, I keep track of it so that we can make sure that we have the best content for you, our listeners and patrons. And this one's been on the list for so long, and uh, we've tried to do it a few times. Occasionally it gets scrapped, but we wanted to tell you the story of the time that... (laughs) We went to Las Vegas, Nevada. (laughs) I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. I forced Charlotte into getting a sculpture of her face it's made. It's pretty conceited, so it's not a huge ask for me to get a sculpture of my own face made. But, um, yeah, we had just gotten to Vegas. We were hanging out with a vet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, she had a place at the Wynn Hotel. So, was it the Wynn? I think so. She usually stays at the Wynn, yeah. Yeah, so we were at the Wynn. Um, I had never been to Fremont Street before, and I remember, like... I think I was maybe 20. I mean, we grew up, you know, we about a year in Henderson, you know, Nevada when we were kids. And I've been to Las Vegas a few times. But We like, lived in Vegas, too. A year and a half we lived in Vegas. Okay. So, like, but 
the first time I was like kind of an adult, I want to say it was maybe 18, 19, me and Patrick went to Las Vegas just, I don't know, to get out of town or whatever. I used Tiffany's fake ID, or no, Tiffany's real ID, my, you know, with a punch <laughs> hole in it to buy. Oh, I had to have been 20 because Patrick was 21 because he was buying the booze. And she was like, I need to see your ID too. I was like, what? I didn't touch it. She's like, it, you're, you need, I need to see it. So I gave him Tiffany's ID and it worked. And it so had it a punch out. in it? No, I had a punch in it, yeah. But since I wasn't technically purchasing it, she was just being a bitch. Right. Um, but anyways, so, but I was like, this is too classy. Like, I have thoughts of Las Vegas as being kind of trashy. Like, you know, big bright lights, which they have, but, you know, prostitutes and strippers and, like, I don't know, just trashy. Mm -hmm. And so when I finally got to go to Fremont Street years and years later, 10, 12 years later, I'm like, oh, this is the Vegas that I always <laughs> wanted to see. So, you know, go-go dancers on top of slot machines. Yeah. That story that I've told in the past of um, Yvette and I doing coke in an elevator with strippers. Yeah. That was Fremont Street. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> That's my idea of Las Vegas. So I was happy to know that it still exists. Um, and I just was in the wrong spot. So we're hanging out on Fremont Street. I'm blown away by the awesomeness. And we see that there's these people that, you know, are doing sculptures of people's faces. And... There's really good ones, these too. Are, there's some really, really good ones. Like, wow, that's that's awesome. They did such a good job. And Mandy's like, Cheryl, you should get it. I'm like, oh, gosh, how much is it? And I want to say it was something like 35 bucks yeah. is what they quoted me. Right. And I was like, and again, I like my face a lot. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll do it. What I didn't realize was it was going to take like an hour. Yeah. It took it's, more longer than that, maybe. It was maybe. January. It was cold outside. So I had to be under this blanket. Which, God knows who's been under that blanket, skinnies and fucking bed bugs, who knows. Um, so I'm just sitting there. Yvette and Mandy leave. Well, just to set the scene, too. They're in the background of you, so there's, like, lights on you. You're under the scabby blanket. <laughs> Somebody's sculpting your face. And behind you, there's a bunch of people. I, I don't know... I don't know what they were doing. I don't know like what capacity they were there, but it was like a girl with big old titties, like natural titties, um, wearing a nun habit and like the oh, right. cloak and everything, but then just titties. Right, 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 <laughs> so right. It was it was awesome. They're the girls that walk around and you pay five bucks for a picture with them, right? Kind of. Oh, thing. is that what it was? I'm, yeah, I'm, if I, I had to know, guess, yeah, what, it wasn't Halloween and it wasn't like they were working for a bar or no, anything. No, yeah. it's, it's like the Spider-Man's down in Hollywood, right? Okay. So titty nun. <laughs> it was a titty nun. Like, yeah. oh, take a picture with the titty nun. Five bucks. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we did leave. But <laughs> it was it was cold. And, and it was taking forever. And we didn't have a scabby blanket. You didn't bring me any booze. <laughs> it was really rude. Was sobering up by the moment. Um, that was a mistake and I repent for that. Thank you. So I'm sitting there and I'm cold and I'm bored as fuck. Like, I don't know why I couldn't just look at my phone or something. It's st Anyways, so it's been a while and Mandy comes back and she's behind the artist and the look on her face <laughs> was just awful. <laughs> it was just like, I'm like, is it, is it good? Like I couldn't, I couldn't quite read it, but it was kind of like your mouth just kind of open and you were like, <gasps> and I'm just like, is that like a good awe or is that like a bad awe? I can't tell. And you're like, no, no. It, like, you mouthed it to be like, no, no, it's good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, good, great, great, great. And then the artist had to, like, lean down to pick something up, which then they flashed it towards me. And I got to look at it. I'm like, you fuck. That's not good at all. <laughs> There's nothing good about that. So they finally finished. 
Eighty-five dollars <laughs> is what they wanted because apparently the frame didn't come with it and cost fifty bucks. It's a piece of shit frame, by yeah. the way. It's falling apart. I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's next to me, it's hanging on the wall, covered in dust. Um, and so I just look at it, and I'm fairly drunk, and I'm just like, "Okay, thanks." And can you say no? They just spent an hour and a half on it. Yeah, it looks like garbage, but I like. I had it looked like because I had a little pump in the front. And my hair was down, and I kind of looked like I need a six-pack of beer and some cigarettes in, the, in my trailer. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a mullet for sure. It looked you like I had a mullet. mullet. And I just, I don't know, it just the, looked like the worst version of me ever. The face didn't even, like, it's, not it's almost even, like your your teeth and lip area was protruded. Right. And then your cheeks were sunken in hollow. Like, you really did look like you needed, like, a baby on one hip pack of cigarettes right. and a frying pan. Some meth, maybe. A little meth. bit of meth. Where's my meth pipe? Um, so I we did go to the bathroom fairly quickly after that, where I took my mullet, turned it into a snake neck, because I figured it looked just like Beetlejuice. Like, I was like, oh, Beetlejuice. So I gave myself some fangs, which have broken off now, which is disappointing. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm sure I've got, I at least have pictures of what it looks like now, and I'm pretty sure I can go on Facebook and find the pictures of me crying, looking at it, going, this me. And then fixing it. Yeah, that's what we'll do today. We'll find those pictures and we'll yeah. <laughs> we'll post them. Uh, but anyway, so Mandy's a monster and uh, made me into a monster. Yvette is just as much of a monster. That's true. <laughs> as both of you guys. But at the time it was mortifying and you were so mad about the $80. I was... But now... And did I tip? I had to probably tip about 20 bucks on top of it because even though it looked like shit, I'm not an asshole and the guy did work, so fucking I'd dip him on top of that too. So it was $105. But you know what? For the memory... Isn't and that worth Listen, I love my piece of art. <laughs> yeah, it's now still, it's fucking amazing. It, it is displayed at all times. It doesn't look like you, but it's a Beetlejuice head of you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the myriad of times we've been to Las Vegas, Nevada. But I want to say it's probably my favorite time. <laughs> Well, no, the, your wedding was my favorite time, but this is my second favorite time. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good one. How can we be excellent to each other, Mandy? Let me bring that back into our segment. <laughs> Listen, don't forget that even though there are people who disagree with you and who have different beliefs than you, more than likely when you're on the internet, you're interacting with robots or 12-year-olds from Reddit making memes. <laughs> so don't be such a dick to everybody. There's and no need also, to be a dick. No absolutes. Like, there are no blanket statements and absolutes. There's everything. There's, a, I don't know how to say this. It makes me think of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, right? Yeah, people are getting real mad at us about that. Yeah, I was going to say, one of our good friends who, you know, is a feminist or whatever, but like, is just like, how can you side with Johnny Depp? I'm like, did you not watch any of the trial stuff? Like, yeah. I'm all for believing victims until they prove otherwise that they're not a victim. And she has wholeheartedly exposed herself as being... Because even if there was abuse, and I'm not saying there wasn't, there probably was in, on some degree, but the fact that she took other people's stories and made them her own... She faked she, photographs. She faked photographs, that she lied so much that it discredits her and unfortunately discredits actual victims. Yeah. And... For our friends who are very liberal and, you know, on the side of women 
who can't see that, I'm understanding the other side, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was reading a Vogue thing that was saying it's about time we, we believe Amber Heard. And there's other things saying, we just have to believe the women. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's those kind of blanket statements that give the right their side of like, oh, they've all gone crazy. And like, they, we both think the other side has gone crazy, but it's just like, they're very rational people on both sides of this. I'm not like, not like the Trump, you know, tiki torch fucking Nazis good sides, but like nobody should have an absolute. Everything is based on facts and what is presented. And so just don't be so narrow minded that you can't try and see both sides of of any argument. I've been uh, just kind of in the same vein. I've been, in situations at work before where it's like I part of my job is occasionally to like investigate complaints and I, twice that I can think of and you know I've been working for this company for 15 years twice I've had females come to me with sexual harassment complaints that turns out with a little investigating were completely fabricated in order to get somebody fired so it's like just because yes abuse is a horrible thing you know, and 90% of the time it happens with men abusing women. There are women out there who will take advantage of that. Right. And then what's the difference? What is the difference in gender when a person is Thank con- you. convicted right. or, or accused of, of these horrible things? Right. Like, I mean, why should it matter what gender they are? I feel like as a, as a society, again, there's a lot of pushback, but we're trying to be more gender fluid in a lot of ways. And I'm all for that. It shouldn't matter what gender you are. Everybody should be believed if they're claiming some sort of assault or some sort of, um, you know, complaint or, or, mm-hmm. or abuse or whatever. It just shouldn't matter whether they're a female or a male. You should take them at their word until you're able to look at it and find that it's not true. And when that's the case, but again, it just makes it for those who are fucking liars out there, it makes it really fucking hard for those who, who now have to be looked at with scrutiny every time they make mm-hmm. a case, right? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of fucking horrible people out there in the world. A lot of horrible people. And they're both genders. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, be excellent to each other. You know. (laughs) Check out our website, man. We got things on there. That was not a good segue. (laughs) fine. (laughs) But now I don't have one either, so. (laughs) Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. (laughs) Send us your stories. We're on all the social medias. Like and subscribe. And really, these are our two asks for you. Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a review, that would really go a long way towards helping other people find us. And if you would like to become a patron, it's only $3 a month or as much as you want to give us. And you can sign up for bonus content and you can help us keep motivated to keeping our little <laughs> podcast going. So thank you very much for listening. See you next week.